What's up, everybody? Ghosts and Goblins. It's Wolfman Dave here, episode 91 of That Metal Podcast. And today I have an awesome special guest. We have Rick from Gray Skies Fallen. How you doing? Thanks for having me, man. Hey, dude, thanks for, for uh, really coming Really excited apart. to talk to you today, yeah. It's so funny, too, because, like, the way things kind of worked out. So we have a mutual friend on, uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he's got a metal group, uh, a metal, heavy metal, is it Metal Geeks? Yes, I actually, uh, he has also has the Metal Geeks podcast as well, which yes. I did recently, uh, a few months ago with uh, my bandmate, Tom. We, we both did that. We talked about comic books and metal and shit like that. It was pretty the, cool, man. All the yeah. good stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. <clears throat> so that's cool because like, I know um, you put up a... a a post and it was asking, Hey, uh, I want to make a, a playlist, you know, put some songs on there that you guys uh, want on it. And so I put the gates of Ishtar song, uh, trail of tears. Ooh, right. 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 And that's where we connected and you're, and it was like pretty cool. Cause it's like, you know, gates of Ishtar too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I was going to, um, as soon as you saw, as soon as he posted, I don't remember. I, yeah, that's what it was. It was a, uh, post a band and a song for a playlist and for some reason I just thought Gates of Ishtar out of nowhere because I had been uh, revisiting uh, Dawn of Flames yes um, yes that was the album I had back when it came out and now yeah. that album now that CD is like 80 bucks or some shit you know no what way, I, mean? I have it yeah yeah, yeah 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 I had the original one <laughs> That's I had so many CDs that are that floated away in uh, hurricanes yeah that's a different story right but um yeah so once i saw you post that i was like oh shit i was gonna post gates of ishtar too but you know you can't have you know the same band twice whatever and then that's how we connected that was pretty cool man yeah that was that was pretty funny man yeah and what I, song I, were you gonna put uh the title track from Dawn Dawn of Flames. Flames. yeah yeah just love that song because uh I bought that album when it came out because Dan Swano was involved. Right. So I would buy everything Swano did. Yes. And yes. He, that's the song he actually plays piano on. There's that piano right. break in there. Amazing fucking song. So. Yeah. 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 I love, I love how. <sighs> yeah, yeah, dude. I love how it goes. <laughs> he's playing the piano part. It's and awesome, it's, dude. Oh, it's great, man. Hell yeah. 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 Actually, speaking of Dan Swano. Um, yeah, we'll be doing a lot of that, I'm sure, tonight. Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> talking about uh, my one of my co-hosts. We're going to thinking about doing. I don't, I don't necessarily want to call it him part of the nerd kind of nerdy type stuff, but simply because of his resume and the dudes, he is a metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Like he's he's on. Especially when it comes to recording and getting yeah. the sounds and, and and making everything sound exactly. Sick. Yeah, he's, he's a he's a sci- he's a mad scientist, dude. Yeah, he's uh, the master. That's what yeah. I try to tell everybody. This dude is the fucking master. Yeah, and it's so funny. It's like so revered in the metal community, but like for the most part, nobody knows who he is. Um. Yeah. I mean, underground. You know, death metal heads. Uh, edge of sanity freaks. You know. I mean, yeah. come on. That that's gonna be on my list uh, later. By the way, that have you heard his? Um, yes, band Ghost. Yes, uh, just recently I, I uh, heard a couple tracks. He was like yeah. a very young, <laughs> young man. In that, yeah, he was a kid, man. It's awesome though, man. That's the, those yeah. photos, the the band pictures and shit from yeah. like 1986 or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. Like, awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to see. It's really cool to see stuff yeah. like that because it's like yeah. how the fuck. But yeah, they're they're really cool about that. They're always posting stuff up like that, and totally. Um, 
I love all that shit. They have a oh. lot of a lot of stuff from when he was a, a really really young kid, and you know, like a two year old kid holding, you know, playing drums. You know, yeah. that's that's how you get to be that you know that guy. Hell yeah! And then you know, I mean, exposure at a young age to everything. Yeah, exactly. Music wise. Yeah, I love I love all that stuff, and I mean, Edge of Sanity, and it's crazy to to think that he wrote Crimson. Um, while he was he was doing Orchid with uh, with Opeth, yeah, that's um, ridiculous. You know, during that same time, it's like what the fuck? It's it's just it's mind boggling. Yeah. But imagine what was happening in that in that studio. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. From like you know, from like eighty nine to yeah ninety seven, or you know, just look at the output there. That yeah, section. You know, it was ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. This cat right here. No, no. Annoying kittens, but uh, <laughs> it's all good. You know, it's legend stuff of, of incredible. You know, stuff is revered now. Yeah. Twenty years, thirty years later, just imagine fifty years from now how, yes. how people that are into metal are going to look at that stuff. Yeah, and that's just, why. That's why for me, like I'm, I'm so so happy to be working with him. I say working with him, like he mixes our stuff now, and and uh, I, know, that's, that's what I've wanted for awesome. my for my whole life. Like I wanted him to to if you, dude. We used to email each other in 1998 when our first album was being recorded. 1998, yeah. you know, that's a long fucking time ago. And yeah, it took until 2020 uh, to work with him. So it's very yeah, exciting. Perseverance, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly, and that's and that's um, one of the main themes evolving with this band, Gray Skies Fallen, is you know perseverance because it's it's very, you know. It's like the band will be 25, technically 25 years next February in February 2022. Yeah. And, but we, you know, two years before that is when the roots really started, the roots of the band. So I look at it like I always say the band formed in 97, but really we kind of formed in 95. So, I mean, even... You know, it's crazy to think about now when I'm 45 years old and shit, and you're looking back at this shit, and it's starting to, <laughs> it's starting to creep up on me. You know, but uh, it's still fun. So that's so cool, dude. Are you guys uh, planning on doing uh, anything for a 25th anniversary or tour? Mini oh tour? yeah, yeah, actually. Um, so uh, our second album, uh, yes, called Tomorrow's in Doubt, and uh, I thought. What, I thought I had these tapes that had the, the original files on them. Long story short, it only had certain files from there. And Swano was going to remix and, and oh, remaster, wow. and we were going to re-release the album. Yeah. And I was very upset when that, those files came back and they were incomplete. So um, somehow I got in touch with our old bass player from then, Jimmy White. Jimmy White, that motherfucker. Dude, that guy is the best man you'll ever <laughs> see in your entire life. So he had the files. And you know, just today, uh, I sent a song to Swano a couple of weeks ago, and he just sent me back um, a remix of the album of that one song. It's called "The Essence of Motion." It's from that record, and it sounds so goddamn unbelievable. So now we have to figure out a way to get that album right. to be re-released. But I think it's gonna get. I think it's gonna happen soon, and I would love to have it. Uh, February 2022. I would love to have it come out remixed. Yeah, uh, it'll have a bonus track on there that was never released before that we recorded at that time. It's it's gonna be pretty pretty awesome. So that's that's what I'm uh, gunning for for the 25th anniversary. 
and also a new full-length album. <laughs> so a brand yeah. new full-length album and the re-release of our second album. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 that's I, a lot. I've been playing, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's all going to happen because we're already in the middle of writing and yeah. uh, we got about six new songs and they're already sounding fucking mint. You know, nice. I'm from Staten Island, so we say mint, like in 1986. <laughs> nice, you know? dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't want to admit that I'm from Staten Island, but hey, <laughs> that's what happens when you're when you're born there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, that the new album, as well as uh, some big shows planned for next year already. Hell yeah! Uh, later this year too. Yeah. In Staten Island, there's going to be a yeah. big show. Which uh, oh hell, dude, really? Yeah, it's gonna be us and Evoking, who are the yeah the gods of funeral doom, you know. Yeah, so yeah. we're gonna put on a sick fucking show in Staten Island, uh, November twelfth. Hell yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's gonna enough. get promoted soon. Yeah, I mean it's a few months away, and and now we're getting back into the swing of things uh, as far as playing, uh, you know, rehearsing and jamming because we weren't able to do that for a, a year, right? It's been fucking yeah. insane. So we're, I'm very happy we were even able to write what we've written. And now we're starting to jam as a band again. And now we have three guitar players. Holy shit. Where, whereas on Cold Dead Lands, we only had one guitar player. It was just me. So now, yeah. now we have me and we have our original guitar player, Joe, is back in the band now. And uh, he's, he played on all our records up until 2010. So he, he's been, he was in the founded the band with me. Now he's back in right. the band. That's super yeah. cool, man. And, and, it, and it has to be, um, you have all this uh, ideas bouncing off each other and all these creative juices flowing, I'm sure, because of that, man. It's totally, um, totally happens. And, and that's how I write. And I tell everybody, I'm in a lot of, I'm in a multiple bands these days. And, and I tell everybody that I jam with, look, this whole fucking pandemic, I sat home, I was depressed, you know, because yeah. of music. Like, I don't sit home, I, I'll play my guitar. Yeah. But not all the time. I'm not one of those guys that plays guitar all the time. I guess that's to my detriment. And, and, I, and I don't write well at home. I write in a band setting. I yes. write in the rehearsal room. So this whole time we weren't able to do anything. Uh, I wrote one song, and, you know, so uh, sitting here or a year and however many months. But then the second we got back in the room to jam, we wrote like is it fucking incredible what like what we wrote in a matter of two two rehearsals whoa so so yeah. it, and it's all coming together so now yeah. we have three guitars and the third guitar player is uh i don't know if you're familiar with artificial brain death metal band I don't john lacastro so. from that band uh, you should okay. listen to those guys immediately okay and uh our boy will uh, will smith who is uh, also the vocalist of our other projects buckshot facelift and reeking aura we got so many bands will smith he's the vocalist of that band uh as well and uh there's a lot of intermingling going on with all these yeah. bands and, yeah and i like new I york like some... scene new york like scene man. i'm trying to tell you i'm trying <laughs> to tell everybody the new york scene is, is not to be fucked with i think at this point right now yeah it's my opinion Sorry. That's pretty badass. No, I know. I liked a lot of those projects that you showed me. Uh... But before we continue, let's listen to the title track, um, Cold Dead Lands by Grey Skies Fallen.
it's cool because it's like individually completely different from one another. Right. Uh, and that's point. great. It's good to be able to, to scratch that itch, to be able to yeah. do stuff like that. You know what I mean? So sure, sure, man. So um, I like that, man. And uh, I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk in detail a little bit further in a, in a moment. Yeah. Um, I talk a lot, man. Especially. No, no, it's I, good. It's, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be, you know, it's familiar. all good. It's, I actually always encourage that. So it's all good. Um, but so I, I ask everybody, of course, you know, what have you been listening to lately? Um, I mentioned it. it doesn't have to be metal. It could be whatever podcast, uh, anything, you know, that you've been kind of getting yourself into. Yes. Uh, I mean, I just, lately I've been listening to a lot of stuff, a lot of, uh, a lot of old prog, also a lot of new metal, not, not new metal, you know, newer metal. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that shit. I'm sorry. If anybody, yeah, me neither. If anybody likes that stuff, man. You yeah. Know. Um, <clears throat> my friend, uh, Terrell, he's in reeking aura with me. He's also in buckshot facelift with me. His band is called Thetis and their new album is, uh, fucking sick. I listened to that a lot. Shrines to absurdity. It's okay. on maggots, maggot stop records. A really good death metal label. Yeah. Uh, Dysrhythmia. I've been listening to that. Uh, the latest one, uh, Terminal Threshold. Uh, Dysrhythmia with Colin Marston. Amazing musician. Amazing, you know, overall uh, producer and guy. Uh, Reeking Aura recorded with him on our, our, our uh, EP that we did. Colin Marston recorded that. You should check out Dysrhythmia. Okay. Uh, oh, amazing shit, man. Technical, you know, blow yeah. your mind shit. Uh, False Gods, shout out to Mikey Stack and uh, Gregory March. These dudes are from Long Island, you know? They're from Long Island, boys. But uh, they're, they're heavy as fuck. And I'm going to see them next weekend with Afterbirth. Okay. Long Island Legends. Afterbirth's, I mean, their new album, uh, Unique Leader. Oh, nice. I have, I have the flag right there, right there, yeah. the uh, four-dimensional flesh. That, that album is fucking sick. Will is also the vocalist of that band, too. Uh, Will also hosts the uh, Heavy Hole podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with that podcast, but it's uh, mm. a very good underground death metal show. Will Will Will's all over the place, man. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Shout out to Will, Big Will. He's active, huh? Very active in the scene. He's the fucking man. Uh, Kyrios is another band who I can't, I don't know who they are. They're mysterious. They're very, <laughs> very mysterious. They come from somewhere else, I, I gather. Kyrios, they have an EP called Saturnal Chambers. Listen oh, wow. to that. Listen to that. Yeah. Everyone should listen to all, everything I'm saying, everyone should, should go listen to. And Defeated Sanity. I've been listening to a lot of Defeated Sanity lately, especially that double album they did when, the first half is brutal death metal, and then it becomes yeah. death and cynic. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's incredible okay. shit. So, yeah, I listen to a lot of shit. And with the prog stuff, I, I, I'm really into, like, the Canterbury scene of, like, the early 70s. Yes. So Camel, of course, yes. one of my favorite bands ever. And Ackerfeld from Opeth, he got me into Camel back in the day, like around 2002. <clears throat> um, he was would talk about Camel in interviews. Was it the Moon Madness album? The first album I ever heard was um, Mirage, and, oh, then nice. I, and, and then I jumped to uh, Rain Dances. Yes, and, and, and I mean, they're like they're top three of my favorite bands of all time, of all all time. So like I, I hold them in a in an extreme high high regard. Uh, so Camel, and there's also a band called Caravan from there. 
they also had intermingling members. One guy from both of those bands called Richard Sinclair, bass player and vocalist. He's God among men on bass <laughs> and uh, Soft Machine also from there. But I'm just getting into those dudes and yeah. I never thought I was into jazz, but I put this CD, the, uh, it's called Third. It's there when they transitioned from Prague to jazz, I guess. And it was like, holy shit, I guess I do like jazz. Yeah. Even I don't know anything about it. You know, I don't know anything. So, yeah, that's what I listen to. Podcasts, I listen to the heavy hole, like I was saying. And um, uh, what is that history podcast I listen to? I don't even know. Is it Tides of History. Tides of History. Oh, okay. That's okay. really good. Yeah. Uh, and the fall of Rome, same dude. I've been listening, uh, catching up. Well, it's a few years old now, but the fall of Rome and some video game podcasts, like a, like a loser. I'm 45 years old. I'm playing uh, video games. Hey, dude, I'm a gamer too, man. So don't worry. Yeah, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> Since I'm five or some shit. Atari 2600. Yeah, that I was um, actually at the tail end of the Atari. I caught the mm. tail end of that. Uh, I'm 38. Mm. I'm gonna be 38. Sorry, uh, and I caught the tail end of the Atari, so I started yeah. with Nintendo. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. my first system was the Intellivision. Oh I yeah, Television first. Holy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then um, I guess the Atari I got shortly thereafter, but they kept that at my grandparents' house, so I only got to play that when I would go there. Yeah. I don't know why, but hey, I had I, it was there, so what the fuck <laughs> did I care, man? It was awesome yeah. too. Empire Strikes Back, but the best game on television was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Oh shit, that game was great, man. Yeah, five years old, you know, playing that shit. It was yeah, yeah. and shit. The sounds, it was really cool, really cool. Yeah, right. And then now it's like all these things are getting reissued. Um, yeah, like the mini consoles and yeah, those are cool. I got a bunch yeah. of those too. Yeah, I was gonna get the Turbo Graphics. I got that. Mini. I have that. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the mother of all shooters, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, all oh, the- I had the awesome. Turbo Graphics and the CD player when I when I was a kid. I oh yeah, <laughs> and I lost it all. I don't even know what was happened. It attack, I even, right? Yeah, it, it it was a it was the CD uh, player, the CD ROM, and then it was a flat bay there, and you would pop the Turbo Graphics into it. Yeah, it was cool. That was a sick system, man. You know, it yeah, got stuck. I don't, I don't even know why. Stuff. I mean. I guess Nintendo and Sega were a powerhouse, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It should have succeeded either way. They had great games. It did, but you <laughs> I mean, know they were hyping it as a 16-bit system, and it was, yeah. I, I believe in its heart it was 8-bit. But who yeah. the fuck? Who cares, man? It was sick shit <laughs> yeah. on there, man. Yeah, blazing lasers and, and you know all that. Oh, shit. dude, blazing yeah, lasers. My favorite game is Bloody Wolf. You ever played yeah. Bloody Wolf? Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, it's my favorite fucking yeah, 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 yeah. game. Yeah, I had all the classics. I had that. I had uh, yeah, Titan, sure. right. Hell yeah. All the, all the good stuff. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to like get back into stuff like that and collect. And but one of my first things that I want to do is for sure get the tur- uh, the the turbo graphics or um what was the, the other version called? The European one? Um the uh, turbo duo or you uh, think you know the PC engine, PC engine. <clears throat> PC engine, PC engine. Yeah, I'm trying to get either one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mini that's cool uh, that's all i'll collect I, I i used to have a bunch of games and stuff i got rid of i'm not gonna have a, a big crt anymore i don't really have the space so yeah all my games now i just get digital shit and i'll get the the cool uh you know collectible <laughs> console. i mean i have like i have my playstation vita i had it modded yeah yeah nice uh so you could play all the emulators and hell yeah 
mostly so I could play a crap load of PS1 games and stuff, you know? Sure. Um, you got the Raspberry Pi for that stuff, too. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just going to yeah. do stuff like that because it's just yeah, 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 it's yeah. Like a whole lot easier. And and I'll be honest with you, I think PS1 was my favorite era of video games. Uh, and I surprised man. everybody with, like, <clears throat> Worms is, like, my favorite game. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> Worms and, like, Point Blank. Uh, those were just I was never fun. good at those games. I was never never good at that. At Worms uh, WMD, that's the one I played. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, it was like a, a 360, Xbox 360 game. Yeah. Worms of Mass Destruction. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was definitely awesome. The 3D one was interesting, too, man. That was pretty weird, dude. There mm. was a 3D Worms, and it was, it was fun. I used to play that one, too. That was for, like, more of the PS2, gotcha. um, Xbox days. But yeah, so I've digressed much. So, anyways, so have I. Let's get back on track. But yeah, no, for real. I mean, a lot of that prog stuff to me, I love all that stuff. Um, you know, I think for me lately, the what I was kind of really listening to a lot was the. Uh, I think I think it's a reissue of World Dames. Mm. Um, uh, praises, uh, praises to the War Machine. I and, haven't heard it. Oh, man. I haven't heard his solo stuff, really. Dude, it's... Dude, uh, one thing I'll tell you, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Nevermore, like, I heard the first album when it came out in 95. Oh, I really, yeah. I really loved it. And yeah. then I just never followed up with those dudes. And I know everyone reveres them. They're, they're, and he's a great vocalist. Yeah. I used to love um, the uh, Sanctuary, right? Yeah, yes. Back, back in the day. Yeah. Uh, those, those albums. But I just never followed up, and that's on me. That's one of those. That's like one of those dudes that's never seen like Jaws or some shit, you know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I gotta get on the ball with Nevermore. It's like but, what? Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would start with um, Nevermore. Uh-huh. Um, I guess if you're gonna start, I mean, you can go in chronological order. That's what I'll do. That's what I always yeah. do with bands. Yeah. And then I was listening to Unleash the Archers because you know how they announced the uh, tour. Cause there's been a lot of tours uh, being announced lately. Yes. And so they're going to go with uh, Ether Realm and uh, I forgot the other group. Hmm. Um, but I started listening to Unleash the Archers more. And I was like, you know what? This is pretty good, man. I was like giving them a bad rap, even though um, I believe they might have been on one of the 70Ks of 70,000 oh. tons of metal. Damn. Um, recently. I'm, a, I'm unfamiliar with those dudes. Uh I would love to be on that boat, though, <laughs> playing. Oh, dude, uh, I've gone Christ. 2019 and 2020, early 2020, before all this shit went. Yeah, you got it right, right before. Um, yeah. Oh, it's called Seven Kingdom. Seven Kingdoms, Realm, and Unleash the Archers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tons of fun, dude. When you, if you're able to, uh, hopefully next year, if they continue the, the, yeah. the cruise, uh, because, like, Let's say you have your shirt, you wear your shirt to any concert, any show that you go to, and there's other people who've gone. It's such a great feeling to like, hey, hey, I was there too. And then you just kind of, you know, I mean, as it yeah, is, you, it's already easy for us to make friends right? Uh, with other metalheads. It's typically, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, typically very easy. But yeah, it makes it easier, I guess, to just start chatting, you know? Sure. Uh, but yeah, Unleash, The Archers, I uh, was listening to them a lot lately. Um their newest uh i think it was uh abyss it's pretty mm. good uh checking out some of your songs 
from Cold Dead Lands. That's good. That um, album's getting a re-release or has been re-released uh, in Russia. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, so that's going around Europe, hopefully yeah. shortly. Uh, so, yeah, that's on uh, Paragon Records here and uh, Grim Productions out in Ukraine. They wow. re-release it on CD. Now uh, we're waiting on a tape release, which is supposedly coming soon. And one day, hopefully a vinyl, but you know, I don't know about that. I can't, I can't spring for that right now. I got to have some, somebody else spring for that. Yeah. That's, that's, um, <laughs> I mean, expensive. I know it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But it is expensive. Yeah. yeah. And to, one day it'll come it. out. It'll come out one day and it'll sound sick. So yeah, of course. I have that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about you. Um, just real quick. Um, little bit of a background you know maybe what kind of got you into heavy metal and Hmm. and did everything for you you know well um like i said i'm from staten island i was born in the i'm 45 so i was born in 1976 uh and uh, in the 80s like um like right around 83 yeah. So I, I was like around six or seven quiet riot hit. And even before that, like I had, I had, you know, exposure to, to rock being uh, going on the school bus, kids would bring their radios and I would hear Sabbath and Zeppelin, you know, five years old ACDC back then, even, which yeah. I never, I never really got into, but the roots were planted there. And then I got uh, metal health uh, for Christmas in 1983. Nice. Quiet Riots. That was my first album. Yeah. I got it on tape and uh, yeah. So that was, that was it. That was the beginning of like ever since then kind of deal. Um, So when you were growing up, I'm not sure of the geographical area hundred percent, but was uh, Twisted Sister really big in at that time uh, in that area? Yeah. Uh, yes. Especially, I mean, they hit major, uh, nationally and i guess 84 like around the same time quiet riot so before that i mean they were a club band and they were a legendary club band yes. back in you know in in especially lamore they would play a lot and uh it was just the, the ultimate metal club in history is lamore in brooklyn and, and it's unfortunate that it's no longer there yeah, of course there's many other clubs i've seen some commercials on uh metal documentaries yeah. <laughs> about lamore's Oh man, we I was very lucky to play there with Grace Guys Fallen. So we were that's really pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we played there with Amana Marth. So oh, that's a fuck. yeah, that was a fucking ridiculous show. We played I with Amana Marth and we played with Six Feet Under, who uh, now these days they people look at them and they laugh at, at, at yeah. that. But but back in 1990, well, well, it was 2002, they were still pretty well respected, I guess, back then. Yeah, they um, hadn't they hadn't done too much of the screech. the Chris yeah. Barnes is doing. Ooh. Uh, that's uh, it hurts your ears, man. It's kind of it's kind of rough. Yeah. And there's some good riffs. There's some good riffs there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, come on, man. What are you fucking? What are you doing? I know, right? I mean, uh, when you have <clears throat> was it haunted, and you have um, yeah the the, the graveyard, uh, the first graveyard, uh, the classic. covers album. Yeah, 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 it was good, good shit, man. But the first album is where it's at. That was great shit. Yeah. But you know, I think it's a totally different band now, right? But, oh, of course. Yeah. Music's music's really good though. So oh well. It's unfortunate. <laughs> so yeah, so all right. So all right. So uh, someone's still someone some label is still spending a shit ton of money to put that out. I know. 
you know, look, I mean, I can't even, get, I can't fucking get my record put on vinyl, and then I gotta see, uh, you know, uh, I'll zip my mouth. No, you, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> I get you. Know? Yeah, I get you. <laughs> it gets a little crazy when when you see the amount of money spent on some things. Yeah, certain things. Yeah, it kind of. I guess people buy it. People enough people. Well, I mean, it. let me tell you. Um, I was. I put up some post. Uh, I actually didn't. This one I didn't share though. I didn't put it up. Um, but it kind of makes you wonder because there was an artist at an art exhibition, <laughs> and he sold air. Oh, yeah. He sold it for eighteen thousand. Wow. And he says, that? he's yeah. like, well, where where do you see it? Like, where? What's the sculpture? That's the sculpture. He's like, oh, no, no, no. You have to use your imagination to see it. Mm. Wow. And I'm like, are he's you fucking artist. serious? You Dude, he, he is an artist. He's right. an artist. He, he was able to <laughs> manipulate somebody into giving him $18,000 for yeah. a bunch of bullshit. So that, to me, is art. That's a work of art. That's a, that's a, that's a con artist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that kind of artist. That's right. Yeah, he's a work of art. Damn, man. It's like the guy that, like, didn't he put like a banana on a wall or some yeah. shit recently? And there was like a lot of money for that too, right? I think he taped it. Taped a banana. Yeah. <clears throat> Holy uh, somebody, shit. Somebody, uh, there was these two guys, I think, who put a, could have been an apple or another banana on a table. And the next day they had it covered in glass to protect it. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> now it's art, right? Now it's art. <laughs> Fuck. So it's interesting with uh, some of these rich people yeah. who, who have the money to throw around like that. It's interesting to see some of the shit that they buy. Because, I mean, Scary. come on. I mean... So you may as well burn your money, right? Yeah, it, would, it, would give us, it would have the same impact. Like, holy shit, look at that guy's burning a million dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. That's the same as, holy shit, look what he just spent a million dollars on. Exactly. You know, it's the same shit. That's absolutely right. <laughs> It's uh, it, it bums me out. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, but, yeah. So, but yeah, like, so, all right. So you, uh, as a youngster, you, uh, you're sorry, listening man. a lot to, 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 to. Well, I got, I got it to Maiden around, yeah. you know, around 84. I had a neighbor that had all the iron, like you have right there. The, yeah. the uh, it was a somewhere okay. back in time poster. Yeah. 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 The power slave wall poster. The mix. Yeah. He had a bunch of wall posters, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then, of course, once I heard Iron Maiden, that was the end of that. Right. And then Metallica, and you know, all the '80s. You know, that's how it was growing up in the '80s, man. And especially um, pre-internet, and it's hard, obviously, to you know, to get to the underground stuff. Yep. You're exposed more to the you know the mainstream stuff, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, things like that. So you know, but uh, eventually, once once I got the internet in 92 i was one of the early adopters i had prodigy remember prodigy back yeah. then it was like aol yeah I had prodigy and that's where i met a bunch of people a few of which i still in contact with today but that that uh opened a lot of doors to bands that i never knew existed you know and started yeah. tape trading and stuff yeah. around that time right yeah i was always uh buying like metal maniacs and uh oh, fuck yeah Brave Words, Bloody Knuckles, and just mm-hmm. Terrorizer. You know, like a lot of the big magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how I got my kind of 
Uh, and again, I, I've said it repeatedly on the podcast, but um, I used to love buying sampler CDs um, sure. from Metal Blade, Nuclear Blast, mm. and um, and you you know you get like 20, 30 bands for like eight dollars or ten dollars, you know. Yeah, those early Nuclear Blast ones were really cool. I remember the double discs. Yeah, I remember there was one with a band called End of Green. You remember? You ever remember that band? They had this one song. It was just an interesting song. I've never heard that band since. It was like around '96. One of these uh, compilations. I don't know why that stands out, but it just does. Nuclear <laughs> Blast compilation. There was some good shit back then. Yeah, and like especially with like Century Media, they always had interesting yeah. bands. They would had good. They always had a good roster, dude. Absolutely, they had, they had a lot of bands when they were when they were at their in their prime, you know. Hell too, yeah, so. hell yeah. So that's why I, I kind of miss that, you know, the because when you hear them now, you're like, fuck, it just reeks of those times, you know. When you listen to those to those bands now, it's um, yeah, like Sentenced. I don't know if you ever got into oh. Sentenced. I love the Muck, you know. That was that was my that album, and that was ah. pretty much it. Yeah, that's a great album. Uh, I don't know. I dug everything. Even up until their la- the the last album that they did, you know, I, I, but yeah, they were a little different after a muck, you know, like the down one, was, what was oh yeah, down was good. I remember owning that. Yeah, yeah I, I, it's a band I should revisit. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I'm telling you, they're they're for the most part, the '90s era is my favorite, but I also do love the cold white light. That's probably my favorite album from them. I don't know any of that stuff. That's yeah. good though. I like not knowing things because then I could go experience these things for the first time. So I, yeah, like, I think that's the, one of the most beautiful things is that sometimes I want to, what is that movie with uh, Jim Carrey? Something spotless mind. Um, oh, eternal sunshine for the spotless. I never saw it. I never saw he, it. I mean, pretty much it's about forgetting like the other person. So you don't have to hurt anymore. Okay. And I I feel like sometimes I want to forget music so that I could just go ahead and listen to it for the first time, get those goosebumps, you know, get your, you know, it just, you know, it's inspiring, you know? I remember, uh, Oh, I kind of half remember uh, recently, even I recommended something to somebody. I don't remember what it was to be honest (laughs) with you. And and it's like something that I hold as like the the ultimate, I don't even, I don't know, but I was like, dude, you're going to experience this for the first time. And and I'm kind of jealous of that. Uh, Yes. I I wish I remember what it was right now, but I got a lot going on in my my, mind here. (laughs) <laughs> it's like homer simpson uh when he when he's thinking of things and he has like the 1930s cartoon going on in his brain yeah. that's what it's like right now in my brain i remember that yeah <laughs> that's funny dude yeah it's a you you become like a, you know i envy the person too you know what i mean it's like, sure, fuck, it's like you know wow. listen to him for the first time that's awesome yeah because you, you know, remember your first time yeah exactly yeah um so if we're talking about a lot of the stuff that you've been writing and a lot of but you have also have other projects. You're, yeah. You were you're very uh, busy and, and and like I said, an excellent writer. So Thank you have you. other projects. Uh, let's talk about some of those projects. So real quick, like around 2012, things weren't going too great for Grace guys. Uh, so our drummer 
whose name is Sal, who's very infamous in our in our uh, little circles here. Yeah. He had another band called Buckshot Facelift that he he would hide from me and he wouldn't let me meet these guys because uh, you know some baby bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> finally, I met them, and instantly we hit it off. And <laughs> I joined Buckshot Facelift in 2012 uh that's when terrell also joined the band at the same time so me and terrell joined that band they were they were more grindcore at that time mm -hmm. like uh their first couple records uh yeah. grindcore albums and then me and terrell we added our our you know little spin to things and then we did two records with uh buckshot uh, living ghosts of the north shore in 2014 that was an ep and then we did ulcer island in 2017 was the full yeah. length and uh, a, about a year and a half ago, Buckshot was kind of idle. We weren't really doing much. And we said, let's, um, let's do something else here. And we did. Like, so four of us from Buckshot did a new band, and we call that band Reeking Aura. And that band is all four of us from Buckshot. Well, four of us out of the five from Buckshot, me, Terrell, Will, and Tom Anderer, who's in everything with me, me and Tom do everything together. Yeah. And, uh, well, he does other things without me, but I do everything with Tom, it seems like, but it's great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just lost you because Sal just called me. Anyway, um, yeah, so real quick, uh, Reeking Aura put out a uh, EP, Beneath the Canopy of Compost. We actually recorded that with Colin Marston right before the pandemic, like two weeks before Queens, New York, was this epicenter of everything. We yeah. were there recording this, unbeknownst to what was going to happen. Yeah. So we got very lucky, and we released that last year. And now we just recorded two more songs. And right before we started this podcast, I listened to those songs for the first time, mixed the first mixes, and they sound really good. So we're uh, getting ready to put those out somehow. We'll, we'll, we got the plans in motion. Yeah, hell yeah. And the last thing that I have going on is called Brave the Waters. That's also with Tom. And uh, that's just us two. And it's instrumental, trippy, kind of ambient stuff. Uh, the, yeah. the, whole, the whole idea of that is uh, Tom writes the music. And then we go into the studio and I, I smoke a lot. And then I sit down with the guitar and I just re-record re whatever happens. So that band is a lot of, um, you know, just coming up with stuff on the spot. Yeah. improvisation so um but we're doing a new album which is going to be a little less of that a little less improvisation it's going to be called chapter three third part of this little trilogy we got and that's all i got going on uh, the second album of that band chapter two is on vinyl which really came out beautiful we we put it out ourselves it came it's on purple uh, dark purple opaque vinyl it's amazingly beautiful it sounds incredible um, and we have band camp pages for all these bands yes. and we have merch and stuff and all that stuff pays for our future stuff. Right. So, and, you know, Dan Swano ain't cheap. So uh, we, we, we got to <laughs> sell a bunch of shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's but funny. yeah, those are my things going on. And, you know, it's all my boys and we're all, we all, we all love each other and have great times together playing music. And uh, that's, that's the important thing. Hell yeah, that's badass, yeah. dude. Even Sal, who, yeah. you know, if you knew the guy, you know what I'm saying? If you knew Sal, oh, my own, this guy. We, we love him, though. We love him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was uh, mentioning that uh, Brave the Waters 
for me had a, at times a, a neo folk sound to it. Mm. Uh, and, sure, yeah. and I like stuff like that because it gives the, sometimes when there is a certain thing that repeats or uh, there's something that happens where it's like a, it kind of hypnotizes you and it kind of, you know what I mean? It that's the whole your, point of that band. That's, yeah, that's, it, that's the exact point of that. Band <laughs> so it's funny to see that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It kind of just grabs you a certain way and it's like, oh man, like, sure man uh careful driving when you're listening to that no band. this band is that project rather is, <laughs> is perfect for laying in your bed yeah or sitting in a comfortable chair sm- enjoying uh accoutrements yeah you know enjoying yeah. your favorite bud and listening to that shit because that, <laughs> that you know it'll put you somewhere else in, in, in yeah so and that's why we do and the new one is going to be great man so like we're real psyched about it we're going to do that we were supposed to do it next month, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of, a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, so I kind of give you a little bit of homework, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not really homework, but nah, it wasn't too hard. Nah. It wasn't too um, hard. So I want to, I'm curious to see your choices. Uh, and so everybody, um, I guess for the listeners who are, in, um, I asked uh, I asked Rick to choose some of his top five uh, melodic death metal bands uh, that he favors that are his favorite. I uh, jokingly said, "If you can contain it to five, uh, if Sometimes, not, yeah, yeah, if not, you not even on a list, you can just keep going, right?" Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. <laughs> so. Um, First, I would have, in no order, this is in no particular order, uh, Dark Tranquility. So the first time I heard them was from the tape trading days. So 93, it was Skydancer, first album. I had a dub of it. Beautiful. And I never heard anything fucking like that before, right? Yeah. Gothenburg, Gothenburg, however the fuck you pronounce it, that whole shit, that was new to me right there. So yeah. They, they were like the, so I had not heard that the... the to me, the, the blast beats and the fast drums and shit over the, the guitar work, like the Maiden, kind of Maiden, you know, it was, it was yeah. sick shit. And I never heard that shit. So Dark Tranquility up until Projector, up until when he started singing Clean, uh, to me. There's good shit after that. Damage Done is awesome. Yeah. I love Haven. You know, Haven. Haven's good. awesome. It's underrated. I don't, I just, yeah, that's exactly right. People shit on that album. But fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of his clean vocals. I just, it's always bothered. I, I shouldn't talk because I, you know, I'm not a singer. I just happen to whatever, yell <laughs> into, you know, I, I don't know anything about that shit, but I know I don't like those clean vocals, but I love that band. Yeah. I love that band still. And uh, still have never seen them live, which is, which is shitty. I got, you know, I got to see them during that Damage Done tour. Hmm. Uh, they had strapping and uh, oh wow yeah and um, crazy fuck I forgot who else played on that tour Um, but you know their their latest album I heard it once the one before and see the names are kind of generic at this point I don't really remember the names of their albums lately yeah Uh, Uh, but the one that came out last year was fucking badass dude you know, Nick Sundin is gone. Yes. He was, you know, that's that's very upsetting. But it's cool that you know, I got I got to check it out. I got to listen to it more. You know, it's, yeah, it's, he he it's, left, but then they got the guitarist from, do you know, Andromeda. 
Mm, yeah, I remember reading that, but I, I'm not really familiar with it. Yeah, those guys are a great uh, prog metal band. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out too. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we have Dark Tranquility. Good pick. Uh, a band that's probably not always known as melodic death metal, but they have been for recent. Uh, that's Carcass. Absolutely. So hard work, you yep. know, was was a huge influence uh, on my shit. So like I I was into death metal before that. You know, I loved Carcass, Necroticism. You know, even the first yep. two albums, I wasn't huge. I didn't really get exposed to the first two albums until after necroticism. So, but I wasn't, I do like that shit now, but at the time I wasn't huge into the grind albums, but necroticism and then heartwork when everything went fucking twin guitars and melodic and like a mock came in. Yep. That, you know, that was like, and Jeff Walker, who was a big influence on my uh, death metal vocals. This kid keeps calling me. This guy keeps calling me here. Sorry about that. I told him I'm doing a podcast. He's gonna get he's gonna get a little slap across the mouth. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, um, uh, he totally, totally destroyed. Oh, Carcass, yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to see them at Lemoore in '94, in August '94. It's on YouTube. Uh, I actually post. I'll show you later. I posted a, a video clip of me headbanging in the front because I was always being the front. Yeah. With the long hair. And I was like, oh, man, I had long hair at one point. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I looked cool. I was like, holy shit, I'm headbanging with long hair. What the fuck? You know, I haven't had long hair since 1997. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> but that's great. I saw, saw them there. And then I saw them at St. Vitus Bar in 2013. Oh, wow. Another intimate, small uh, venue where I was, of course, up front and in the video of that as well. It was incredible, incredible shit, dude. Seeing Carcass. Right in front of you in a small yeah. place is off the ch- off the chain, bro. Yeah, is that is that bar still open? Oh hell's yeah! So I can't wait to go back to Vitus. That's that's the place. That's the, the modern Lemoore, you know, okay. for metal in New York. Yeah, that's the place, and uh, it's already a legendary venue. It's not even been open ten years, and we love it. And it's I need always- a, I need to head out there, man. And oh uh, yeah, there's you know Vitus is the spot. You know we also, there's also Duff's in Brooklyn. Duff's is more of a, like you know more of the the chill out hangout bar. Uh, you know of the of the metal scene in New York, but Vitus. If you want to go see the best bands in the world, metal bands, you'll go to Vitus. Right. You know, so we love that spot. Uh, let's see, uh, Edge of Sanity. Not really melodic death metal, I guess. Really, you know, but come on. It is in a way, you know, it's just not yeah. in the traditional uh, Swedish melodic guitar kind of deal. Um, you know, everything that band ever did, <laughs> Swano brought that element, you know, the clean vocals once in a while in, in, in the middle of brutal death metal. And, right. and, you know, that shit wasn't done. And, you know, that shit opened my eyes, too. It's like, wow. Yeah. You know? So I take all my influences from from that. Um, Spectral Sorrows was the yes. first album I, I heard. That was the first time I ever heard Dan Swano, and it was on by accident <laughs> because I was a big Manowar fan when I was in high oh, school. Oh, that's right. They covered Blood and of My Enemies. Blood of My Enemies. I was in Zigzag Records, which everybody from New York knows is the great record store of the past. Uh, that was in Brooklyn. The one I went to was in Staten Island, which was also awesome. And I saw this record and it, and it said Blood of My Enemies and it was Edge of Sanity. And I was like, who the fuck is Edge of Sanity? <laughs> and the CD was used and it was like four bucks. And I bought it and I went into my car and I put it on. This is 1994. Right. And I had a car Discman 
Remember those Sony fucking car yeah, discs? Yeah, put them on that spring so. Yeah. <laughs> and I put this song on and I heard the fucking Blood of My Enemies, uh, you know, Swano version. I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. And, you know, that was the beginning of my, my infatuation there. Such <laughs> a great choice, too, of Man, cause Man of War rules, dude. So. I, they lost a lot of the luster for me over the years. Like I was, you know, sure. from, from a kid to like, you know, 15, 14, 15, I was really big into them. Uh, the first two records to me are still classic. So, man, you know, anything, anything with Ross, the boss, really. So uh, after, after Ross, the boss leaves and go, they can go do whatever they want though. But. Yeah. I actually saw Ross, the boss uh, at, on 70 K. Oh, awesome. Played tons of uh, Manowar songs. In uh, January of 2020, he played in New York, and I heard there were not many people. It was at a small place, and there were not many. It was very intimate, and and I did not go. And that was dude, those were the best, best, man. Yeah, right? so he's he, he'll play. He'll do it again. He'll do it again. I'll go yeah, soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So we have Direction Quality. We have Carcass. Um. In um. Well, I already gave it away. Edge of Sanity. Edge of Sanity. And and and, then, and, and I I I agree with your choice with Edge of Sanity. Because of the progression from each album to each album, um, yeah, and, right. So I agree with you on that. That they can right. Be- you don't have to be the twin guitar stuff all the time to be melodic death metal, you right. know, mellow death. But I guess that's what people think of. Well, Insomnium, that's up there. For, that's a band that I put on that list. Insomniums, uh, uh, I love the early stuff like Bereavement. I think. Uh, yeah, I love all the albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also miss another band I missed live uh, when when we, I could have seen him. New York had some great shows before the pandemic uh, leading up to. Um, so they're they're up there uh, and uh, in flames. Yeah. Uh, up until, of course, I would say Colony, right? Uh, Clayman. Yeah. Yeah. It's, for me, the peak was Jester Race for me because mm. that, that that's my favorite in Flames album. It's a great uh, album. Yeah, I mean, that was the first one I heard, you, you know, because uh, and then I found out about the whole flip flop of the singers from yeah, the, the, on the Flames, first album, yeah, yeah. which is a cool little thing there. But that first in Flames is great. And then uh, I remember when Jester Race was coming out on their website, they had a little clip of uh, the title track. And uh, that was, you know, in 1997. uh you know, you would you'd fucking die over listening to a, a, a 10 second clip on real audio format. Right. So I listened yeah. to this loop on over and over with these with these guitars. I was like, holy shit, I can't wait to get. So I got that album. And yeah, that one. And Horacle is great, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we played with them in their first U.S. show. So they we, oh, hell yeah. we, we went on. It was at the uh, November to Dismember in San Antonio. <laughs> in 1999 that's clever and 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 uh we played that and it was us and then Moonspell, and then in flames went on that was awesome had they had they already done um it was irreligious it was doing that that album yeah it was either the one right after that if if they had done a record in 99 because irreligious was like 97 maybe Mm -hmm. Maybe '96. I'm not. I, I don't remember exactly. Okay. But so it was a couple of years later. But um, In Flames was 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 in uh, Colony, I believe, or Clayman. I I, I don't remember. Yeah, point. Colony, Colony, because Clayman was 2000. 2000, yeah. yeah so Colony remember, was. Yeah, was we we played with them also in Milwaukee Metal Fest in 2000 as well. Uh, that's why I remember the Colony record. I mean the uh, 
Clayman record from that fest. Dude, um, you were telling me that you played uh, before Opeth, or what was that? 2000 uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest, uh, the highlight of my pathetic music life. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I uh, peaked at 20. How old was I? I had not turned 20, but I was 23. So I peaked at 23, but it was <laughs> us. And then right after us, Catatonia in their first U.S. show ever. Uh, and then right after Catatonia was Opeth in their first U.S. show ever. Yeah. And they used all our equipment. I remember them coming up, hey, can we use your guitars? I was like, dude, we tuned to C sharp. So they couldn't use our guitars, but they used all our amps, my amp, you know, all that stuff. And, and, yeah. and you know, that was, that was really cool. <laughs> um, you know, they were they were like gods to me at that point. Oh hell yeah! Well, you gotta love them. Yeah, 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 still life was out at that point. Right. Um. So yeah, Opeth's one of my favorite bands ever. Ackerfeld's like a god as well to me. So I, of, he's the ultimate death metal vocalist in my opinion. I I, I think so. Um, uh, is incredibly um, it's powerful but yeah. distinct. Like you know, it's him. clear. It's yeah. clear and and you know you know what I mean. Like it's you can feel it and understand it and and he's just got that that scream the power and it's you know it's yeah. kind of sad that he doesn't do it anymore but hey uh, yeah it bums me out but i mean even yeah. then i mean you could hear it on bloodbath sure here yeah uh, but interesting though that you say that and you i'm sure you've been paying attention to them they said that they were going to do uh is it a 20th or 30th or some anniversary who's it they're Opeth, where they're gonna play one song from each album. Hmm. That I, I didn't hear, but that I they may have done that in the past, actually. Yeah, I may have been. I've seen Opeth like twenty times, so I okay, I've seen. I, may, times, yeah. I, I may have seen that occur at one point. I, I, some of these shows blend together. But the best one was recently. I saw them at a Radio City Music Hall. Uh, actually, oh, okay. actually, that was a few years ago, and then the Apollo Theater. The yeah. legendary Apollo Theater in, in uh, up uh, in Harlem. That was incredible seeing Opeth there. That was right before. That was January of 2020, right before the shit. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, have you had any experiences with Catatonia? Have you seen them? Oh yeah, I I saw them. You know, after playing with them, and they regard that metal fest as the worst show ever. That as there were, if you read interviews and see, yeah. they'll, they'll talk about that show as their worst show ever. <laughs> uh, I remember like, oh, they're so awesome, but they, you know, they they must not have felt that way. But um, uh, Catatonia, I saw you know with Opeth a few times. I saw them with uh, uh, Paradise Lost one time, which was an amazing show. Um, yeah, I've seen Catatonia a bunch of times. Also amazing. Uh, when they play with Opeth is, is the best. And, and one night uh, they had done, they, they did a uh, bloodbath reunion the last time Catatonia and Opeth played together. And they did it in like, um, in like Baltimore. And then in New York, they didn't do it. I was like, oh yeah, they're going to do bloodbath. Uh, and they didn't do it. So I was all yeah. And this is after he had left, you know, so he had come back and to do the death growls again in bloodbath yeah. for a one-off. That would have been cool to see. That, that would have been fucking awesome to see. Yeah. 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 I, I got to see Bloodbath, but in uh, again on 70K. Uh, mm. I've seen Caratonia a handful of times uh, with Orphan Land. Oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Um, I think one of the times I saw him with Opeth. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was this just, they're like one of my favorite bands to watch. You know what I mean? I can't wait for them to tour again, hopefully, because I know they just finished. 
announcing a tour in Europe. Right. I did see that. So hopefully next year they come over here stateside, hopefully in, in spring, summer, when I have like more time off, you know? <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. That's a great perk, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, one of those things where, yeah, those bands rule, dude. And uh, actually we, we tend to talk about them a lot on the, on the podcast. Uh, Opeth and like you're mentioning uh, Acrofelt not singing clean anymore. Um, how do you feel about the latest releases that they've done? Let's say I like after them. Um, I like them a lot. Yeah. So you were you were on board with uh, <sighs> Heritage. That's the one that that might be my least favorite out of the four, um, but I, I I do like it. I mean. <clears throat> It's hard to accept for a lot of people, right? When you're yes, a favorite absolutely. band, or you know, it's, it's that's how it goes with with entertainment, I guess. When you're you know, a person or a band you you admire does something totally different than you're used to, I guess. But I mean, look, the guy's gonna do what he wants, right? What makes him happy, and you can still go see an Opeth show, and it's not like they don't play the death metal stuff. They they definitely half the set is death metal. I mean, you know, maybe they're not making new records in that style, but. The new shit is not just, you know, it's great. It's great. I, I got the box set of the new, I, the last album on vinyl. Yeah. Hell yeah. That shit is awesome. Let's it's do it in Swedish. Album. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. Dude, there's some heavy riffs on there. Yeah. Heavy as fuck riffs. Which is not, you know, death metal style. It's just heavy yeah. as shit. <clears throat> yeah, that's the one thing is like, <clears throat> I went back to try to listen to Heritage you got another train coming. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded awesome, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what do you like call it? Uh, Heritage is my least, probably least favorite. But it's it's growing on me little by little. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll bust it out every once in a while, listen to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in a kind of Venom is... Amazing. Funny. Excellent, dude. So it's amazing, and yeah. to see it live, like I, he, they didn't play the whole thing live, but uh, a bunch of those songs they played, and he he sang them in Swedish too, which was awesome. <laughs> that's cool, man. Which was awesome, and to see those at the Apollo Theater, you know, venue that sounds amazing, and you know, it's, it's it was great. It was a great experience. Hell yeah, dude! Really cool. I love. Yeah, I still love that band. And fuck people, you know, that say, oh, where, 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 boo you know, just get over it. And if you don't like it, don't listen. Who gives a fuck what you think? You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's got an opinion today. No one needs your opinion unless unless they ask for it. Yeah. That's how yeah. I look at things a lot of times. So, yeah. It, it's, I get a little heated. <laughs> it's basically the same thing with you. Like what I'm, what I'm saying is like uh, over the last couple of years, I'm like, all right. You know, I, I understand a musician has to progress and they have to do what they got to do. And so that's when I started becoming more accepting of their of their stuff, you know. Uh, and again, like you said, I just want the ones that I don't like. I just don't listen to them. And that's sure. it, you know? Right. You don't have to like, you know, be so offended by yeah, people exactly. get offended by this stuff. It's like, dude, there's other shit to listen to. Yeah. yeah. If this doesn't float your boat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I understand, like, look, as a kid, Metallica, right? You know, growing up in the 80s and in the early 90s, Metallica. Yeah. So, you know, the second I heard Enter Sandman, it was a big deal to, to oh, Enter Sandman's going to premiere on MTV. Holy fucking shit. This is their new Metallica. And then they put it on live. It was a big, 
And I sat there. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I was really bummed out. Yeah, dude. Out. Yeah. And that was the beginning and the end. So I know how it is. You know, like yeah. that was a big deal for a 13 year old kid uh, to see Enter Sandman when you want to see Ride the Lightning. You, you know, when you want to hear Ride the Lightning. So it's yeah. kind of, you know, but, um, now that we're kind of the on that side, uh, how'd you feel about the Meredith ranking that I did? Oh, um, I, I agree with most of it. Totally. I mean, there's a couple albums. I got to be honest. Uh, Risk. I never heard one second. I've never heard one note of that album. So th th there's that album I never heard. And there might be a, a The World Needs a Hero. I don't think I really yeah. heard that one. Super Collider. So there's a couple Megadeth ones that I could kind of got burned out on and i just didn't vi you know there's a few maybe like three four that i'm unfamiliar with but you know the classic shit you had all nailed and uh so far so good so what doesn't get a lot of respect man that that um, I, yeah I, that's true I, I agree with that i really like that was that was a huge album for me um because i liked uh, uh p-cells a lot you know but for some reason um so far so good so what just resonated yeah. There was so many, uh, and, and uh, Jeff Young played on that. He was the only record he played on. I thought he was great, you know, great guitar player. Um, but you know how Miss Stain is, right? So he didn't stick around too long. Yeah. But then, of course, he got the classic lineup right after that. But Nick Menza and uh, yeah, which who I got to see at the Ritz in uh, '93. That oh, was nice. you know, so I did see that lineup. I was able to to see that, um, and it was an amazing show, which I got thrown out of as uh by a bouncer as well halfway through the <laughs> show but i did get to see half of the show <laughs> that's but yeah your, your rankings were dead on of course rest in peace you know can't can't go wrong with that man I, yeah i had uh i had rest in peace up and uh shit the system has Count oh yeah 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 which which many people would not put that high but i do love that album it's a it's because, like, I feel like that was a true comeback. That was a Chris Broderick, right? He played on that? Uh, no, he had just session players. That's right. You did say that. And when you did say that, I was shocked by that. You're right. So, yeah. so it, that that is a great album. Yeah, was it, was, album. it was surprising. And then that's when I started seeing, they started doing uh, the Gigantor, remember? Right, 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 right. Right when that came out. So that's when I got to see them for, for the three Gigantors that they did. I got to see them. So they had a lot of cool bands on there. Hmm. Uh, cool. Symphony X and Nevermore, I think they had like wow. um, they had Dream Theater on there. They had Opeth on there. Arch Enemy was mm -hmm. on there. We played with them too. Yeah, uh, with fest. with the Angela or before? Or? It was with Angela. It was okay, cool. at one of the metal fests in New Jersey. We went on right after them, which <laughs> which was not good. <laughs> it, it would be good to go on before them. Uh, but yeah, I think we were on the shits, uh, the shit list of the promoter at that point. Oh, and I got put right before, right yeah. after Arch Enemy when the room empties out. Yeah, but it is what it is. They were, they were okay. I mean, I love those first two albums, uh, Stigmata and uh, and uh, uh, Burning Bridges. Those are those are my favorite. Yeah, with uh, Johan or the original singer. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're they're playing together in a new band, right? Doing that yeah. old style. I forget the name of them, but uh, I. Thought it was called Stigmata, but I mean, it could be. I, uh, I that's cool that they do that. I, I, I like. Yeah, that. it's that lineup. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I mean, I, I liked Wages of Sin with Angela. I thought that was probably the only album. You the first one, right? Was that the yeah. first one? The yeah, first one with good. her. That was a good one. Uh, two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand one. Um, 
But I mean, that's all you really need, I think. I hear you. Uh, I agree. But um, okay, so uh, my bad, dude. We went off topic. <laughs> so, In Flames was the last one you had, and I think you're on your fifth. Um, that was my fifth. Insomnium and Flames, Dark Tranquility. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Carcass. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, those are, you know, uh, are who I consider when you add some, you know, some great melodies into your death metal, whatever it is, it's melodic death metal, right? Yeah. It's How did you feel uh, about some of the new singles from At The Gates? Uh, I liked it, uh, except I, I will preface this. I will, well, shit, now that you say that, I liked the music. The vocals, yes. the vocals bother me, and I don't. I haven't read anything online. I don't know about what people feel about that, but the vocals bothered the shit out of me. He doesn't sound like he did on Slaughter of the Soul. You know? Yeah, I. Uh, there was something that was a little different, and I was trying to figure that shit out. And the music's good. Yeah. It. So far, I'm not blown away by anything by the two singles that are out. I'm digging it, but. I'm not like, oh my god! I, I, I'm I'm kind of like trying to keep my expectations low. Just the last on... album was like that too, kind of. Yeah, last, well, last album, I actually thought it was amazing. Hmm. Uh, so hopefully this one, we you know. Yeah, hopefully the they vocals didn't. I don't know. There was something about the vocal that just upset me a little. Bit. Yeah, it didn't sit well. I agree. Yeah. Have you by by any chance heard the new Flotsam and Jetsam? I haven't heard anything from them uh, from, the, from the new one. I heard it's really good though. It's fucking outstanding, dude. They're kind of there's times where it just sounds like fucking power metal, dude. Um, thrash, thr- like thrashy power metal. Yeah, they still. I saw them in '93 too. The best yeah. show I've ever been to: Cathedral, Flotsam and Jetsam, Anacrusis, Merciful Fate. So fucking Anacrusis in '93, right before they broke up. Fuck, right, those right guys up. are amazing, dude. Oh, yeah, one of my regrets uh, was not going to the Anacrusis reunion they did in uh, St. Louis uh, a few uh, years ago. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, when they did, you know, every member from all the lineups. Yeah, oh, I should have just fucking bit the bullet and went. Yeah. And, you know, I, was I think that was also an intimate show too, right? It was a small right. Show. Yeah. I had a friend, uh, uh, Chris MT. Shout out to Chris MT. He went to that show. He's a big Anna Cruz's guy. He's lucky enough to get get tickets and get in. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that show in '93 when I saw them at Studio One in Newark. Yeah. Uh, it was a week after I got my driver's license. It was the first <laughs> show that I drove to. I was uh, 17. I just turned 17. And saw that shit. Like, Fucking awesome, dude. I was like, yeah, this is how shows are. Like, I've been to shows pre- prior to that, you know, some good shows, but like, I was like, this is the shit. And yeah, Flotsam, uh, they went on after Cathedral. Cathedral, I worshiped at the time. I was still oh, yeah. Cathedral. Yeah. Uh, you know, 93, that was uh, the Ethereal Mirror tour. Is that when they had. um? Was one of the Amat brothers was there? No, who was uh, mm, uh no, uh, in Cathedral, you think? Um, I thought one of the Amat brothers were, I don't know if it's Chris, unless or... Chris was in there at some point. I, 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 not at that time, it was Gaz Jennings, Lee Dorian. Uh, I'm not sure who, uh, I don't remember the exact lineup. You could be right. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, let me English. check. Well, I guess uh, Mike Amat was in Carcass, so that doesn't really make a difference, right? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, he, he it would have had to have been someone else. Um, Could be Chris. I don't remember. No, actually, I don't <laughs> think it was. 
but yeah, that show was great. And that was Merciful Fate on their In the Shadows tour. So it was their comeback album. And that was a classic right. lineup. It was yeah, a classic yeah. lineup, except uh, no, you know, the drums, Snowy Shaw played on drums. And dude, that think, dude's a beast, man. He is. And uh, you remember that guy, Charlie D'Angelo? He played. Hell on, yeah, the bass player. Yeah, he played on B. He, he was bass for that tour. Yeah. It was uh, Denner and uh, Sherman and King Diamond, of course. Fucking classic lineup, too, right there. That's a great. Yeah, lineup. yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was mistaken. There wasn't, it was, I think I'm thinking of another band with mm-hmm. Cathedral. But, um, with um, Charlie's, have you heard uh, the Night Flight Orchestra? No, that's no. with uh, that's with Speed Stride from uh, Soilwork. Hmm. Oh, that's another sick uh, band. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, Soilwork's a shit man. Uh, and um, it's this like blast from the past, like Electric Light Orchestra, '80s arena bands. Oh shit! With like a little splash of like. Like shaking your ass, almost like not disco, but something dancey. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Kind of like dancey, uppy. Yeah. Um, and it's like total eighties, early eighties. What is this called again? The Night Flight Orchestra. Pretty sick. And I just love the the world is not the world is. Uh, what is it called? I think the world's not good enough, or the world's not big enough. Um. Let me double check. Sometimes the world ain't enough, mm. and Aromantic. Those two albums, man. I guess the last two latest albums I'd recommend checking out. I will. A lot of <clears> yeah, cause it's because it's fun, man. It's because like there's times where I tell everybody <clears throat> it's impossible for us to just be listening to metal twenty four seven. Like <laughs> I have to like unwind, diversify, and divert mm. exactly. So like I love listening to eighties, um, everything from the eighties. I like. Yeah, sure. So, um, I felt like it was a different time, different period. The music was so different. The even even shit, even the pop music. From I was 80s. just gonna say that pop music from the eighties was the last good time for pop yeah, music, right? Exactly. I, I mean, I mean, you consider like the nineties. I guess uh, you know, rock. It was rock music, though. But pop, like for pop music, right? There's classic shit uh, that came out of yeah. that time. Yeah, it was so different. It was so different, and yeah, different time. All that stuff. I enjoy. You know, I'm always trying to to discover old classic rock bands that I never heard, or uh, which I've heard the majority of them, but there's always a few out there, especially in, in the prog the prog rock uh, fields. There's tons of them out there still. Sure, uh, untapped. <laughs> yeah, untapped for me right now at the moment. Yeah, there's tons of them. You know, um, and so it's cool, man. And and then there's like times where I'll just be listening to uh, Blue Oyster Cult. And I'm like, holy shit, I never heard this album. Yeah. Or I'm like, why didn't I listen to this album more than the other one? You know, like, mm. so like, they're I still of, around. Their new album is pretty good. Dude. I heard a few songs. Yeah. I heard a few songs from it. I didn't hear the whole thing, but it sounded sick. It's great, dude. It's yeah. uh, last year, I think, for the best albums of 2020, that episode we did, mm-hmm. um, I released it in January and they were on my top 10 i think i had top 15 oh, wow. albums uh for that new album that they did it was it was refreshing yeah totally from what i heard was killer yeah so I'd, there's a lot of stuff out there you know and like today there's so uh, much to check out man yeah you know? and, and that's the problem is that i have a <laughs> freaking 
you know how like when you play video games and shit and you have a lot of them that you haven't played yet? Sure, the backlog. Yeah. Yeah. I have a yeah. fucking long black yeah, backlog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to keep up with all that stuff. But you know, that's what summer's for. So uh, and that's what's good about music. Your video games sometimes they're like a uh, hundred hours. You know, this one game you want to play is a 90 hour game. Yeah. And you know, music you can be done with a record in, in 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. could you could just keep popping them in. You know, exactly. actually, actually, I'm on Skyrim. I'm playing Skyrim right now. Oh, nice, nice. I got that the day it launched. Yeah, I, I love those Bethesda games. Yeah, and then they have right now that it's cool because uh, I'm on PS4, so uh, they start adding the mods to it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I haven't messed with those. I tried not to because it, you don't get trophies. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You include mods, yeah, you don't get trophies. But I don't care. It's it's like I already played it several times through way before any of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like whatever dude it's all good yeah i recently played through fallout 4 i had started uh-huh. it a long time yeah. ago and and picked up and now i have uh all the dlc they put it on sale i was like it was still 50 bucks for the dlc or some shit yeah. i was like get the fuck out of here and then i waited and it was on sale for like 14.95 for the whole for the season pass which means you had to buy the whole game again but i don't care it came with everything so it's probably cheaper huh yeah yeah, yeah 15 bucks i got all the dlc <laughs> which i gotta i gotta get into but again, backlog. There's so much stuff. Yeah, dude. I'm and playing then, Mass Effect now. Yeah. Later, later this year, uh, they're gonna release uh, Fallout London. I but saw. That, yeah, yeah. That's an actual mod though to mm-hmm. the Fallout Four series. Wow, I didn't know that. that that's so it's not. It's not actual. I like that. That's cool yeah. though. Yeah, it's not I, an official uh, uh, release. Like a, it's like a, a what do you call it? Like an add-on kind of deal. Yeah, people, people would just made it. Uh, They've been working on it for about four years, four or five years. And it's so cool how they just kept that under wraps. Yeah, I know. You know? So I got the Xbox Series X, so I'm waiting I'm waiting on uh, – I'll wait for that to come out for that. Yeah. that's gonna Hopefully later this year or early next year. But, yeah, so you're saying you're playing uh, Mass Effect, the collection? Yes. Yeah. That Mass Effect 1 is one of my favorite games ever. You know, I never got around playing them. I think I got – the one that was, I think the, is it the new one that came full of bugs and everybody was uh, making fun of it? There was a fourth one called Andromeda. That's um, the one. Yeah. That came out like years after the third one. And it, I never played it because of the reputation it had. Yeah. People said it was shit right from the get go. So I, I didn't, I didn't play it. I, I didn't have any reference to the older ones. Right. So I wasn't sure. I, I didn't like it though. I just stopped playing it. Uh, so I think my, I think if I want to be introduced to it officially, I am going to probably pick up the collection because it's remastered, right? Or is it? Yeah, um, yeah it's re- totally redone. Well, yeah. not remade, but remastered and looks beautiful, especially yeah. on the current, the new hardware, you know? I bet. Um, yeah. And that first one was my favorite out of the three of them. Usually people will say two is the best, but I go with one just because the story, in my opinion, was better than one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and as far as being immersed in like a world, as far as lore, there's like, that's the best game for that. If you're into that kind of stuff, if yes. you like, reading codexes and listening to audio stuff from codexes and explaining a history of some random planet and, <laughs> the, and the minerals that you can, might extract from that planet. You know, that it's, it's cool. It's really cool. And then the, as they went on two and three kind of evolved, uh, they went away from the strict kind of Bioware role-playing game style yeah. that they had in that first one. And they got more like action oriented in the second and third one. Oh man. Okay. But two people, like I said, part two people revere as well. I thought it was really cool, 
But me one is like one of my top five games ever. So it's like everything's going to be a, a you know a come down from that. You know, I guess it could be in a comparison. Like for me, I sometimes like playing Oblivion more than Skyrim. Sure. Uh, it had a. It just seemed like again the lore seemed to be better and, and just the exploration and yeah, I agree know. with that. So, I love Skyrim, but Oblivion was different world, different level shit. Completely right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so and I had played Morrowind before that on the original Xbox. A little yeah, bit. Dude. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was like once you see what uh the in HD, you know, for uh for uh, the 360 uh Oblivion, it was like and then uh Patrick Stewart, right? At the beginning, yeah, he, he, was, he was like that was the big deal of that game and horse <laughs> armor. Remember the horse armor DLC that they sold? It was oh uh, no, horror. I don't remember. I never had the, the well that became a joke of, of that <laughs> game. That was a running joke. Just Google horse armor and you'll see it's all about because they at the time DLC was new, and here they are selling just this uh aesthetic horse armor, and people hadn't comprehended that at the time. And now <laughs> look, people are buying they buy skins for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know back then it was a huge deal. Horse armor, hilarious. <laughs> Check that out. You pay money for that, yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. You know what? I've had a fucking badass time chatting with you. Yeah, man. I run my mouth sometimes. I got uh, diarrhea. Oh, dude. I, it, it's again. I think it's great because we we um. It's a New York thing. We uh go both ways. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's that's a, it's a conversation. That's what it is. Yeah, man. that's what it is. Free flowing. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, one of these days, man, I'll get my ass out there to the East Coast where you're at and. Hopefully we'll we'll do some things, you know. We're gonna be playing, uh, like I said, in November in New York, and also uh, the other show we have booked is in uh, New England, New England Stoner and Doom Fest. It was rescheduled from last year. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be in May 2022. That's gonna be really cool. Uh, and then hopefully something next summer, which is really big, which I can't talk about, okay. uh, but something hopefully is coming together for a big fest next summer. So okay. that, we've already been asked to play. So hoping that comes together because that would be great. Freaking sweet. So people could find you um, Bandcamp, right? Gray Sky's Fallen. Gray Sky's Fallen on Bandcamp. All the all the bands are on Bandcamp. Uh, Reeking Aura, Buckshot Facelift, Brave the Waters, all on Bandcamp. All have Facebooks, all the social media stuff, which I'm not the best at. You know, people say you got to get better at your social media and this for the band. <laughs> it's true, man. You know, I, I got to work on that kind of stuff. I guess that's important these days for the, for the kids. You know, I guess. You know? Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll definitely share some links and whatever I can. Uh, when I share cool. the podcast, hopefully I'll uh, release it tonight. No, maybe tomorrow. Probably tomorrow. Awesome. Everybody, cool. uh, if uh, people aren't doing anything on the weekend, they can be listening in, right? Exactly. It'll be perfect time. So, all right. So check out all our records and all that stuff, you know, in the meantime. So fuck yeah, dude. So, all right, Rick. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you so uh, much, dude. I, I pre- man, I appreciate you, man. It's cool awesome, dude. dude. Love talking. Um, Thanks. Hopefully, man. we'll we'll do this again, but we'll do it as a I just have you as a just a normal guest. We'll shoot the shit, man. Whatever you need, absolutely. I love it. Sounds Thank great, you. man. Cool, man. Thank you. All right, man. And have after this, night. actually, uh, after this, we're actually gonna put on uh, another song from Gray Skies Fallen, and you guys are going to hear. Was it picking up the pieces? Yeah, that seems to be uh, one that people like from the new album. Yeah. So cool. 
That also Hi, has. Uh, oh, sorry to interrupt. That also has Will Will Smith on guest vocals on uh, guest uh, guttural death vocals on that one. Fuck yeah! Check out Will. It's a fucking. It's a great song. I mean, I know it's eleven minutes, but it's such a fucking. Great <laughs> and that's the one thing about the new material. Uh, we've we've consciously kind of chopped <laughs> songs down into. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a not a matter of oh let's let's you know fix this problem of these long songs, but it's just a matter of let's do something different and write shorter songs this time, and that's yeah. kind of what we're doing this time. Even though people expect like this shirt here, introspective, that album has a twenty-one minute song on it, so people oh, kind of expect long songs from us. But we also have some four or five minute songs too, and that's what's going to be on the new the new material. It'll be in that vein. Fuck yeah, dude! Look forward to that, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, everybody. So buy the ticket, take the ride. Later. Night.
one day.